Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security and tech-focused podcast that looks at the ideas, patterns, and models that help you thrive in a changing world. All right, welcome to episode 364 and proper audio equipment. Starting off with security news, the FBI is warning people to block online ads due to imposters poisoning search results. They advise users to first check ad URLs and second, to go to sites directly instead of via search. And third, use an ad blocker. Kind of interesting seeing the FBI recommend an ad blocker. I'm sure Google isn't happy with that. Sam Curry and friends have published a monster list of vulnerabilities across the automotive industry. Manufacturers affected included Ferrari, BMW, Rolls-Royce, Porsche, and others. They were able to do things like remote unlock vehicles, precision locate them, break into their internal infrastructure, do customer account takeovers, pull customer data, and a lot more. Seriously impressive work. And I'm amazed at how they're able to do the disclosure around this stuff. Really, really impressive that they can get so much work done and not be bogged down, or at least the hard work of doing all the communications is uh, hidden, and we're just seeing the great work that they're doing. Really, really impressive. There was a new Twitter dump making the rounds last week, but it appears to just be a cleaned up version of a previous scraping incident. It's actually the same person who released both versions. They were charging for it previously, and now they're making it available for free. AWS is now encrypting new S3 buckets by default. Absolutely love seeing good security controls become defaults. Chick-fil-A is investigating, quote, suspicious activity, end quote regarding some customer accounts. So my spider sense tells me there might be a breach notification on the horizon, but who knows? Zoho is urging admins to patch Manage Engine immediately due to a critical bug that provides authenticated users access to the backend database. Technology news. Looks like Apple will launch its long-awaited headset this year. Rumors are early but it appears that it'll have a digital crown, kind of like the Apple Watch, that lets you adjust the amount of AR versus reality. Sounds cool, but I'm really worried about how cool this thing will have to be to overcome the downside of a giant piece of hardware in your head. Certain things are hard deal breakers for adoption and coolness factor, and a giant box or thing or whatever it is on your head is definitely one of those things. That being said, this is the first version. It sounds like there's two different things coming out. One is like the Oculus replacement for like in the home doing VR things. And the the next one, which is sounds like many years out, is like the glasses one. So I guess the in-home one doesn't need to be light. So maybe this is a much lower bar. This is like going up against Facebook's um, Oculus. And I think that'll be much easier to crush at least as much as you can crush that type of device. I'm much more excited for the second one, though, which is not coming out this year, according to these rumors. Microsoft is about to take a major swipe at Google's search dominance by integrating ChatGPT into Bing. It'll be interesting to see how it goes because GPT isn't super great at looking up facts right now. Its current form is somehow much better at replacing Wikipedia than Google, which is weird because Wikipedia is also fact-based. The way I conceptualize it is that wikipedia is more concept based it's like understanding of a thing whereas google is like looking up 
you know, technical facts like in a database, but that's not exactly technically accurate. Just how I think about it. I'd just be happy to see anything that makes Google sweat though. You know, their only innovation in search in the last several years seems to have been adding like three quarters of the page to be ads, which is not innovation that I'm happy about. Tech companies laid off over 150,000 people in 2022, which is more than in 2020 or 2021. Amazon increased its layoffs from 10,000 to 18,000. Like many other companies, they're blaming over-eager hiring in previous years. Samsung's last quarter profits fell off an estimated 70% versus last year. That's a lot. OpenAI may be selling some shares to a private equity fund in a deal that places its overall worth at around $29 billion. Apple has launched AI-powered book narrations. Really cool, but I'm still unable to use the Books app because they charge you for every audiobook, and I need bulk purchases because I spend like $2.99 to get 12 books, and I do that like five times a year. So I cannot do all those books individually. It would be seriously expensive if I did it on Apple Books. But I would prefer to use Apple Books because I like Apple stuff. Researchers tested GPT 3.5 against the bar exam and said GPT 4 will likely be able to pass it. That is crazy. That is a interesting bar of human achievement if you can emulate a human at passing the bar exam. So if GPT-4 can do that, that would be highly impressive. And Shopify has canceled all recurring meetings of more than two people and has encouraged employees to abstain from all large chats, you know, those giant threads inside of Slack or whatever. Can't wait to hear the results of this experiment. Hope it goes well. Human News, a Tesla with a man and his wife and two kids went 300 feet off the edge of the cliffs on Highway 1 in California. This is not too far from where I live. And 300 feet down and everyone survived. The husband, however, and this is the twist in the story, has now been arrested for attempted murder. So evidently he was trying to do a murder-suicide, but he was in a Tesla and everyone survived. The U.S. is looking to ban non-compete agreements and labor contracts. The move would significantly increase mobility for employees and competition for talent. Excited about that. China is reopening its border with Hong Kong after three years of strict control. There's a new mostly automated McDonald's in Fort Worth, Texas. It's the first in a pilot of new automated locations that could do much of the entire process without humans. And of course, a bunch of people are talking about this. The story is actually from Fox Business, which has never come up in my feeds before. That's kind of weird. NYC schools are banning GPT on school devices and networks to avoid student cheating. Of course, they'll still be able to use it on their mobile devices and at home. But I think it says a whole lot that they haven't been banned from using Google in the same way. So the kids can still use Google, but they're not allowed to use GPT. Doesn't that kind of mean GPT is better for looking things up than Google is? Now, that is logical. However, there's also a hype factor at play. It doesn't necessarily mean one is better than the other if one has more hype. It's like the risk that you know versus a brand new risk, but 
So that's kind of interesting. Google is allowed, but GPT is not. And the latest Omicron variant is now responsible for around 40% of U.S. cases. And the U.S. is coming after $460 million in FTX-related money at Robinhood. Ideas and analysis. ChatGPT and security. Who wins in red versus blue? So here's a fun question. Who's going to get better at using ChatGPT and future models for cybersecurity attack and defense? Will it be the attackers or the defenders? My money is on the attackers for no reason other than them having higher numbers, more time, and more scrappiness. Most defenders are professionals, while many attackers are either state-sanctioned or offensive security is their only viable path to a decent income. I see that difference putting most of the creative advantage on the attacker side. And that's just adding to the natural asymmetry of, you know, attackers can fail constantly and just hope to get lucky once versus defenders need to be right all the time. So that's a natural asymmetry that already favors attackers. So this is just adding to that. And examples of AI-powered attacks will, and in some cases already do include, faster and better phishing campaigns, automated exploit code writing, automated reverse engineering, automated BEC and other social engineering, information warfare campaigns, and others. Other than elite researchers and state-sponsored good folks hackers who will come out with some really cool defensive tech using these models, I overall expect the defenders to be overwhelmed by the volume and creativity of AI-augmented attacks from those on the attacker side. Notes, I've updated my LinkedIn profile to reflect that I am now full-time at Unsupervised Learning, and what a great feeling. Incredibly stoked for the products I'm building and the extra time I'm going to be putting into the show. It's not even mid-month, and I've already put out two member posts, so I really like how this year is going so far. Went to see my bestie Jason last week, and it was glorious just hanging out, talking shop, planning for 2023, just browsing the web. Played some Path of Exile. It was just fantastic. And I also got to see him interact a ton with his kids as well. And it turns out he's as good a father as he is a friend and hacker. And it was wonderful to see. Speaking of Jason, he's taking over as CISO and lead hacker at Budobot in February. Super exciting news, and I can't wait to see what he does over there. I did a bunch of AI art this weekend and published the gallery and the prompts I used in one of those new member posts. Had an amazing hangout with my buddy Clint also this weekend. Uh, that was just recently. And we talked projects, books, ideas, and our general plans for 2023. Love hanging out with Clint because it's always a great mix of thoughtfulness, productivity, and lots of laughs. I spent a bunch of time messing with Readwise's new reader app. But given my need to go through thousands of stories every week, I don't think I'll be able to replace Feedly with it. Readwise seems more focused on doing more with a smaller number of stories as opposed to parsing large volumes for nuggets. So for, as an example, in Feedly, I have everything condensed down. I could see like probably many dozens, if not like a hundred items all at once. Um, I have the font reduced and everything. I, I could just see a whole lot. And in the Readwise app, it was pretty cool, but it was large. It was big. And it was just like, only, you could only see a few things at a time. I didn't see a really good way to organize feeds into categories and stuff like that. It just doesn't seem like it's going to replace, you know, Google Reader or 
uh, Feedly. Of course, Google Reader doesn't exist, but it's not quite going for the same demographic, in my opinion. Discovery, Cloud Pen Testing, An Evolutionary Timeline of Getting into Cloud-Based Pen Testing by Seth Art. How to Attack Admin Panels Successfully, Part 2. Second part of a series that talks about the tools and techniques used in attacking admin panels by Code27. AT&T predicted the internet in an ad in 1993. It's actually an ad series, and it's, a, it's just a YouTube video of all the ads playing. Pretty much every single one of them came to pass in like the last, you know, five to 15 years. Pretty impressive to come out in 93. Accomplishments of small teams, how LinkedIn rebuilt its threat detection and response program under the theme of a software-defined SOC. Upcoming security conferences calendar. This thing is amazing. Really, really cool calendar. You can just add it, integrates with Google Calendar or whatever, and you can see all the different conferences coming up. A calendar of security and privacy CFP deadlines. My hacker samurai art was particularly popular this weekend. And uh, like I said, I've got a member post with all the prompts and like how exactly I did it. Um, the video that I learned it from, um, there's a bunch of people talking about this technique, but this one guy I really liked. And there's a big drama in the D&D space with a new license going after competitors and attempting to gain control of creators who are designing inside of the D&D universe. Pretty crazy. And last article here, using GPT to create intelligence reports. The recommendation of the week, do a quick check of your backup solution. What all data is essential to you and your family? Do you have both a cloud and a local backup of that data? Run through some potential negative scenarios and make sure your current solution wouldn't leave you without that data if it happened. I like to do this exercise every January, and that's why I'm including it this week. And the aphorism for the week is the holy grail of discipline is getting your dopamine from the effort rather than the reward. The holy grail of discipline is getting your dopamine from the effort rather than the reward. Andrew Huberman. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com slash newsletter. We'll see you next time. Thank you.